Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 74 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to do a review of the 2021 Boston Marathon. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hey runners and hello ryan hi letty welcome to episode 74 for those of you who are just now joining us we are letty and ryan and we do weekly podcasts about all things running from nutrition to to what else ryan recaps training tips and recaps and some more because we've been running a lot lately. Actually, recaps are probably my least favorite, Letty's most favorite, but... <laughs> it's because you're not running the races and you can't, um, it doesn't wake up anything in you. For me, it's kind of walking down memory lane, which this memory just happened, um, what is it, the 15th? So it happened just four days ago that we ran the Boston Marathon. By we, you mean you. You were very nicely at home watching the children, and I'm so grateful for that because I just ran Berlin two weeks ago, so I am super grateful, and I feel very lucky to have a very supportive husband. And uh, on that note... <laughs> I like I like hanging out with the kids. I don't mind. So hopefully you won't mind um, if we do this all over again, maybe next year. So next year, Boston is going to be on Patriots Day in April, and... Um, is that the typical time that they do it? Yes. I always forget now because yes. coronavirus moved everything around. Yes. You're going to be doing a lot of traveling. If if you let me. I don't care. I don't mind spending time with the kids. Well, maybe this, kind, maybe this time you can all join. I mean, maybe. Boston is a very beautiful city and I think they might actually like it. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a little older too. Yeah, they'll be six months older. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a that's a lifetime for toddlers, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I mean I don't mind you go. We can decide whether or not we take the kids. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Cool. Did you ever think you were going to do a Boston race recap? Say, what did it be now? Five years ago. Never, especially not on a podcast. <laughs> Let's yeah. see how life changed. Yeah, I remember you always talking about wanting to run Boston, but you're like, "Oh, it's too fast. I don't I can't get that fast." I thought I was going to age into it. But you didn't. You sped up into it. That's right. So, why don't we start with this recap of this very, very epic event that obviously I approved of very much because I'm considering doing it again. <laughs> so, you can tell us about your journey there. Yes. So the journey there was obviously just a short flight away. We live in Florida and it was only a two and a half hour flight. Yeah, but you ran into some issues with your hotel. So tell us about that. Yes, I had a hotel room and it got canceled last minute. So 
within the last week of planning all this, I had to scramble for a room. Luckily, there were some girls in my hometown that um, were willing to share their room. And I actually ended up staying with this girl, Tanya, who lives in my neighborhood, who is a super fast runner. Shout out to Tanya, even though she's not listening. Um, <laughs> and so it was really, really cool. Too. But that was like before the marathon. So then the actual, it was the day before, day before. So then the day before where everyone's trying to get a good night's sleep you had your own room right i did have my own vrbo yes so you got to boston room fiasco was taken care of yes now you have to go to expo right so first you go and do a vaccine check-in and show that you're vaccinated if not you have to take a pcr test so of course i was vaccinated and that went pretty quickly and then went to the expo to pick up the bib. It was a very small expo, I guess, compared to the other expos, but kind of probably the same as um, Berlin, I want to say. Nothing crazy. You know, I love expos a lot, but it was it was fairly small. So you had all Sunday to just hang out? Yes. You do any runs? I did a shakeout run with the Boston Buddies which How is long? a group on Facebook. Um, it was a three-mile shakeout. My foot How'd was, it go? My foot was hurting at the end of it because of my whole, you know, ankle pain. But it was fine. I mean, <laughs> So I was, you're feeling good for race day. <laughs> I did not feel good for race day, but, you know, I, I know I can finish anything. So you didn't run three miles all day long. So what else did you So then I went to a couple of meetups with some other friends from L.A. and then also from the Marathon Training Academy podcast, which is a podcast I absolutely love and follow. Then I went to the Amazon Fan Fest at Copley Square, I think it was called. Um, And, you know, everything was really in walking distance. It's like the whole city turned into this athlete's marathon or village which was super, super cool. It was almost surreal. So you walk around and you know how I have an Instagram that I dedicated just for this podcast and running. I saw tens of runners that are running influencers, which was kind of cool um, just because you see them in photos and then all of a sudden they come to life. So it was kind of cool. And so I fangirled a little bit and took some pictures with them. Then I also saw Bill Rogers and Andrew Burford speak which Bill Rogers, if you don't know him, he won, I think, four or five Boston marathons back in the 70s and 80s. So that was really kind of cool. And then... Um, Did you explore the city? Explored the city, grabbed some lunch. I had some spinach gnocchi. And then after that, I went to the hot bar at Whole Foods and grabbed like- some stuff and brought it back to my hotel where I spent some time... So, what time did you go to bed? I probably went to bed around 10, 11, or 12. That's a big, that's a big rage. <laughs> I went to bed somewhere between like 8 and 4. <laughs> it's like when um, the uh, phone company comes to fix your phone. I'll be there somewhere between the hours of... <laughs> well, there was a big window. I don't recall what I did because I didn't really pay attention because it was just going to be a fun run. So, I know I spent some time on the phone and texting and watching Lifetime movies because I never have the chance to do that. So you went to bed somewhere between 8 p.m. and 12 a.m. And then <laughs> and then you wake up in the morning. What time do you have to wake up? I had to be at the bus at the Commons at 8.15. So the way Boston works is it's a point-to-point race. So they take you from the Commons, which is downtown Boston, to Hopkinton, where the race starts, and then you run into Boston, which is 26.2. The way you get there by transportation is that they have school buses. So depending on your speed, this time it was a rolling start. So that that's that. 
So I remember you mentioning to me, so you liked it, but you rode the bus, got off the bus and almost immediately started racing or you, there's not a lot of crowds. You just kind of. No, it was through. definitely crowded. Oh, even at the start? Not at the start. It's more like there's a ton of buses arriving at the same time. And then there's a stretch of 0.7 miles where you can walk towards the starting line. There's restrooms and porta potties, which is very, they're very easily accessible because there's no line. And then you just go to the starting line and literally there's people standing there with their Garmin, turning it on, waiting for signal. And then you just push start and you run whenever you want to start. Rolling start. Yes, rolling start. That's what I said. And you liked it, you said. Yeah, I really liked it. It kind of took away that edge of nervousness. Also, like, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of the huge crowd when you start too, so it's probably safer. I mean, I guess I like both. I really liked it in Berlin because we were chanting along and singing and all that, so. So break it up, break up your race. Do it in miles then. Break up your race in like the first 10 miles, the second 10 miles, and then the last. So the first five miles is kind of downhill, and then, you know, you can get a little bit more speedy there. And then after that, I just went into a pace that my body allowed me to do. My ankle was hurting by mile four. It was a lot of rolling hills all throughout the course. And there were some really, really cool sights and uh, spectators that I saw. There's a lot of goldens up in Boston. And they're all... Retrievers. Golden retrievers. And they're all kind of cute and always dressed up for Boston, I guess. And there's this particular one called Spencer. I was trying to look out for him. I couldn't find him because he's famous. Um, I noticed that, you know, we live in Florida, we don't have the autumn leaves and everything was very beautiful and golden. Okay, tell us about the second 10 miles. All right, so the second 10 miles were kind of the same as the first. It was all kind of the same because it just goes on a big street that goes towards Boston City. And you go through different cities and they've marked all those cities with um, flags. So there was a ton of spectators. There were kids on trampolines, which was a really cool sight. You know, just like a preschool or first grade class hopping up and down. And then there's a famous Wellesley Tunnel, which is normally a spot where marathoners notoriously have a slower pace per minute because those college girls will actually kiss you. This time they put out a notice to to all participants that kissing was not allowed. So they were just screaming and blocked off by a fence, but I high-fived all of them. All right, so tell us about the last part. So the last part was cool too. Um, There is a place called Heartbreak Hill, which in my mind I had blown up tremendously because they say, you know, it's Heartbreak Hill, your heart gets broken there, people drop out and all that stuff. And um, it wasn't marked, so I must have passed it because to me the whole race was kind of all like Heartbreak Hill because we come from Florida and it's flat here. So then um, I asked some girl at mile 24 about Heartbreak Hill and she said, oh, that was already at mile 20 or whatever. So that was kind of fun to notice um, that I'd passed it, even though it's been this big thing in my mind. And yeah, so then there's this whole turn right on this street and that on left street. And then there was a finish line. Do you want to tell us about the finish? It was totally epic. It was so much good cheering and just really beautiful. So many people came out to support and screamed. And um, yeah, and I mean, it's Boston, right? It's this big race. So it was a very, very cool finish. It felt great. And that experience just went hand in hand with how this whole weekend had been going. I have so many favorite parts of this weekend. I loved getting to know my neighbor, Tanya, who's super fast and super humble about it. And um you know, just amazing individuals that you encounter. I liked hanging out with my 
old friends from LA and um, yeah. What'd you do after the race? I went home and I took a shower in all my clothes because that's what I do. And then I realized I had a ton of chafing right under my sports bra. So I just sat on the ground of the shower for a little while in my running clothes. And um, yeah. And so then after that, I got back up and I met up with um, my friend Tanya and Min and then some of Tanya's friends and some of Min's friends to get some oysters and some other stuff and of course a, a beer and then you know kind of went to another place had another beer and uh i don't know i didn't get home that evening till 8 p.m packed up and then woke back up at 3 30 to go to the airport it was fun though it was a lot of fun so you came home with a different pair of shoes than you left with didn't you i did <laughs> You can tell the listeners the story. All right. So I had the Vaporflies, which I used for Berlin. And I was, like I said, rooming that first night with my friend Tanya. And she let me try one of her Alpha Flies on one foot. When I had one shoe on one foot and the other foot in the other shoe, then that was really hard to say. <laughs> um, I felt super bouncy in the Alpha Flies. I mean, it's like you see the light and then you can't unsee it. So then I went to the Nike store the next day. So then I got to run in these bouncy shoes, which was probably why I had so much fun. <laughs> it's just bouncing along. <laughs> Enough that you want to do it again. Yes. So now you got other people that can share their experiences. Yes. So we asked a couple of our listeners and friends if they wanted to share their experience. So, so we have Kathy Ergen from the Boston Buddies. She's really cool. Then Jason Willis, who did the Berlin Marathon at the same time I did, but I didn't meet him in person until right before the race when I ran into him. Then we have Jessica, who's one of our listeners from Connecticut, who's also a person that does Ironman. Then my friend Leslie Cohen from L.A., who just won the world championship for the marathon distance in her age group, who had just done the marathon the week prior in London. So let that sink in. And then another girl who I happened to meet right before busing up to the marathon. She is my age, lives in my hometown and shares my PR with me. So she's going to do a great recap with her husband. So, without any further ado, here they are. Hi, Letty. This is Kathy Ergen with her three-minute recap on Boston. I'm doing this just by the seat of my pants. I have nothing written down, but here we go. Okay, so I taped my watch, so I had no idea at all what pace I was going. That was my goal. I do have a BQ for... 2022. So I hope that holds. So I went into it just to soak it all in going down those first hills. I'm like in my head, I'm running Boston. I'm running Boston. I would look right and left and high five the kids. I got to thank the military. I got to thank the water people. I got to thank the police officers. Um, and then the little flags as you go through every town. I thought that was a blast too, because I also knew people were tracking me. So I'm like, oh, they see my little dot going past these flags. I thought that was so cool. I thought the Scream Tunnel was absolutely amazing. I felt like such a rock star. Uh, that was super cool. Um, about mile 21, I ran into that darn calf thing again where my calves just seized up. And I literally said out loud, uh-uh, you're, you're not doing this to me because that happened at Grandma's. But anyway... 
So I twisted my legs, you know, around really funny for a while and it would go away. And then I just ignored it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to walk. I'm going to do this thing. And the finish line, (laughs) I mean, I just get chills thinking about it. It was everything that I thought it would be. And then I thought of all the greats that were running that same race. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, just think of all the cool runners that have ran this today and I get to be a part of it. It was absolutely amazing. My road to Boston has been crazy. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people have too. You know, I've BQ'd a few times and missed the cutoffs and cried and whatever, but it was just so worth the wait. I'm going to come back again next year and I'm going to do one thing that I didn't do this year. I have one regret. I missed Spencer. I can't believe it. The dog that holds a sign on the right side. I missed him. So I have to come back next year to see him. Oh, and one more thing at the end, I got to be interviewed on TV. I still got to find that. But as I crossed the finish line, I got to do a little interview. And you know me, I love attention. So that was totally awesome. And thank you for asking me to do this. I think you are a rock star. And I think life is good. Okay, keep running, people. Bye. Hi, Letty. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Willis from Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow, what an incredible experience in Boston this year. I was fortunate enough to run my first Boston in 2019. As I reflected back on my 2019 race, I always felt like I didn't allow myself to truly enjoy the experience. I was nervous, I was injured, and just didn't have a good feeling going into the race. This ultimately translated into me running one of the worst marathon times I've ever ran. So I told myself that the next time I run Boston, I was just going to take it all in and immerse myself in the Boston experience. I obviously didn't think it would take 900 plus days to get back, but I made it back. And to say I enjoyed myself in Boston this year would be an understatement. So this year I stayed at the Sheridan in Back Bay, which was right next door to the Expo, which made it very convenient. This is a great area to stay because it steps away from the famous Hereford-Boylston intersection. In 2019, I stayed at the Ritz in Boston Commons, which was also a great place to stay. So basically, anywhere you stay in town, you're going to be immersed in the Boston Marathon fever. So you can't go wrong. So this year's Expo, it was really scaled down, but this was okay with me because I'm not a big Expo guy. Usually, I just try to get my bib as fast as I can and get out. I did go to the expo a couple times during the trip to buy some merch since I was staying next door, and it was really easy to get in and out of the of the expo, especially once you had your bracelet um, with the vaccine uh, verification process already taken care of. So now about the race. So I ran Berlin 14 days before this race, and I broke three hours. So my secret goal was to break three again in Boston. And I knew this was going to be a tough one. Go out slow, they say. Well, I went for it to say the least. I was on pace until the Newton Hills. And as like with a lot of Boston runners, this is where race goals go to die. However, I did have a secondary goal, which has always been a dream of mine. And that was to qualify for Boston at Boston, which what I was able to do with a final time of 311.32. 
So my biggest takeaway from the weekend is just how wonderful the citizens of Boston and Boston runners from all over the world are. I was just so grateful to be a part of the Boston Marathon community. After the race, I walked the streets bar hopping and the people of Boston, they treated me like a celebrity. They were congratulating me at every turn. You can just tell how much this marathon means to the people of Boston by the way they treat the runners. I had several people offering to buy me drinks as well. I did have one guy buy me a shot of tequila, which uh, I'm not sure that was a good idea or not, but I won't go into that. So one guy, he actually offered to buy my medal for $300, which of course I didn't take. The 125th Boston medal is priceless. So as I was checking out of my hotel, I left on Tuesday morning, a couple from Texas asked me, they were also runners obviously, if I was heading to the airport. I said yes, and they offered me to hop in their Uber with them. It was such a kind gesture, and it was really a fitting close to the weekend and just confirmed to me how wonderful the running community truly is. And again, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. So thank you for letting me share my Boston recap, and I can't wait to do it all over again in April. See you later. Take care. Hi, lady. Um, this is Jessica from Milford, Connecticut. This is my first Boston Marathon, but my seventh marathon, including the Ironman I did in July in Lake Placid, New York. I am chasing the marathon mayors, and Tokyo will be my sixth star. The expo was very well organized. It wasn't that big, so I didn't spend that much money, which is good. <laughs> Um, I ran Boston on behalf of the 26.2 Foundation, and on Sunday, I was part of a charity team brunch at the Harvard Club of Boston, and I got to meet Meke Flisky, Danica Patrick, and the Boston Race Director, and many other great people. It was such a wonderful event, very, very inspiring. Uh, the race was incredible, very well organized. I never saw so many porta parties in my life. There were plenty of water and Gatorade stations along the course. And the weather wasn't that bad either. A little humid, but okay. The energy of the crowds was very touching and amazing. The little kids jumping on trampolines was awesome. Uh, the signs along the course were great. I was smiling the whole time. It was such a beautiful day filled with love and positive energy from everyone. I am very proud of my race. I kept telling myself that I didn't come to Boston to walk. I came to Boston to run. And even on mile 20, 21, I didn't walk. Heartbreak here was tough, but the support of the crowds kept me moving forward. And then crossing that finish line was very emotional for me. I lost it when I saw my husband at the finish line. I loved every second of it. The people, the city, the energy, everything. This is an experience that I will never forget. It was such a nice race. I really recommend it and I hope to come back someday again. Thank you, lady. Bye. Hey, Letty, it's Leslie, and I am calling with your 
recap on the 2021 Boston Marathon, 125th Boston Marathon. So there were some differences this year. Obviously, it was our first time back after COVID. And so they changed the start time or the start strategy, which was like a rolling start. So instead of everyone gathering, pretty much once you got to the start, you were able to kind of walk to the start line and start running immediately. That was a huge plus, and I hope they stick with that because it was much less crowded. uh, Just the whole race, I thought, felt less, less crowded for that reason. Another great thing about having it postponed to this month was that we had all the beautiful fall leaves, which was absolutely gorgeous. So that was a real treat. And uh, it won't be that way next time, but it was a lot of fun running through all the uh, beautiful colored orange and yellow forests. So that was real nice. Weather, we did great this time. Um, had a little bit of drizzle before getting to the start, and then it was pretty much cool and cloudy the whole way. Got a little bit sunny and warm for some people a little bit later in the day, but um, for everybody, it was absolutely fine. We've seen some of the hottest and some of the wettest in Boston Empire years, and this year we had very good cloudy weather, so super happy with that. Um, I'd say probably the biggest distinguishing feature of Boston is the crowd support. It is absolutely amazing. Um, Even when you start out in the rural areas, it's not wall-to-wall people, but there's support along the whole way. Um, you can see it's it pretty much takes over the city in a way that even New York and London really don't. Um, so there's people cheering the whole way, lots of people coming out with candy and wet washcloths and extra water to, in addition to all the stands and so on. So it's a very well-supported course, and somehow the spectators there managed to uh, make you feel very important. They basically, it's like almost as though you're, they're your family and they're like going, you're amazing, you're amazing. So that makes it a lot of fun. Uh, Boston, as of course you know, is a very hilly course. So you start with a downhill and then you, even in mile one, you'll have an uphill and the entire race is basically up and down, up and down. And um, then when you get to mile 17 is when the real hill work really starts. And they're called the Newton Rollers because the town there is called Newton. And uh, you go up and down these Newton Rollers, and 17 is tough from 17 to 18. I was lucky because my friend Amy was waiting for us at the top of 17, at top of, right at the start of 18 uh, with water for us. But that one was challenging. And then there's another steep one at the beginning of 19, and then the famous Heartbreak Hill, mile 21. And when you get to the top of Heartbreak, the worst uh, or most difficult work is done but you're still not done. So we all got pretty uh, pretty tired out on Heartbreak Hill, but I'm happy to say that I was able to run the whole time. There were a lot of people running, uh, walking on Heartbreak, but um, I was able to run the whole thing. Also want to mention on crowd support, the Wellesley uh, students are pretty famous for being out there cheering. Now, previously, they would be kissing a lot of the runners. I didn't see any kissing this year, but I would say this is probably the loudest I ever heard the cheers from Wellesley. I think, again, people are very happy to be back at the uh, back at the in-person marathon. A real treat for everyone. Anyway, so you finish. You go up to the top of uh, mile 21, and then uh, a little bit of downhill, and you kind of wind your way up and down, and down into uh, the city of Boston. And then there's the famous left on Hereford Street. And then I guess it's a right on Hereford Street and then a left on Boylston. And when you take that left, you see the finish line. And uh, it's just obviously the screaming crowds 
greeting you as you come across the world-famous uh, finish line of the Boston Marathon. It was a great year for Boston. There were tons of L.A. people there. It was a lot of fun meeting people that we know from around the country, from other races. And, of course, it was great seeing you there, Letty. So thank you so much for asking for my uh, recap, and uh, have a great one. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is James. I'm Rose's husband. We're going to do a short interview of her experience with this past Monday's Boston Marathon. Rose, for everyone's benefit, please tell them your full name, age, uh, where you're from, and where you're living now. Hi, good morning. Uh, this is Rose Russell. I am 38 years old. I am from Fort Myers, Florida. I originally came from the Philippines. Great. And Rose, how many marathons have you run uh, prior to the Boston Marathon? I finished 13 marathons so far, so Boston is my 14th marathon. Wow. that's great. great. Okay, so many people, uh, I guess I understand Boston's one of the world major marathons, uh, and it's very significant. What does the Boston Marathon mean to you? Boston Marathon is the granddaddy or the grandparents of the marathon, and getting in to qualify is quite hard. Okay, and it's, it, it is one of the most prestigious marathons? Yes, it is. Okay, great. So, uh, before the race started, what were your goals or expectations for your, for your race before the race started on Monday? My goal is, I just want to finish the marathon or the race, uh, no injury, uh, I'm gonna enjoy the crowd, and doesn't expect to break any PR. Any well, okay, so great. So really just enjoy the race. Yes. Now, people say Boston is a difficult race, uh, and why is that? Well, it was tough because of a lot of uphills and downhills, which is really strained for your legs. Okay, so it has it has uphills as well as downhills. Yes. Okay, great. Now, uh, how did the race turn out for you? How did you do? It was great. I enjoyed the crowd. Uh, it was amazing. And I almost break my PR for oh, wow. 12 seconds. By 12 seconds only? Yes, wow. 12 seconds. That's great. But it, were you uh, worn out by the end of the race? A little bit. I had some crumbs uh, around 42K, around 40 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just two kilometers to go. Okay, so great. So that's really good. A challenging course. You did have uh, maybe some fatigue by the end, but you came mm-hmm. very close to a personal record. So. Yes. Very good. Okay, that's great. Um, and the crowd? How are the crowds? The crowd were amazing. Uh, Boston Marathon Association did a pretty good job, so thank you so much. So well-organized race. It was a very well-organized race. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who participated in giving us your race recap. We're very happy to hear that everybody had a good race. Unlike Chicago, the weather was perfect. And, um, you know, it is Boston, so everybody was pretty cheerful. You have another re- race recap in six months? Um, <laughs> if I get in and if you let me go. Don't you qualify by your... When, which, what's the qualifying time needed? They're actually using the qualifying time from 2019 still, so I didn't even need to race Berlin. But I, but now you have Berlin too, right? Yeah, and so, I'm also entering, unfortunately, a new um, age group. So yeah, that's it for today. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in. 
For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.